blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. Grant, Almighty God, through the yearly observances of Holy Lent, that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So we start the Lenten season. And maybe if I ask you, what do you know of Lent? Anybody can tell me? Lent? Well, is the uh, period, the 40 days before Easter? Yes. Contemplation and preparation for the resurrection? Mm -hmm. Perfect. You did your assignment, Gerard. Yes. <laughs> Lent, Sister, it's 50 years of going, you know, catechism and Sunday mass, and <laughs> being yes. raised in a very Irish Catholic family. Very good Catholic, Gerard. <laughs> because I, I'm sorry if sometimes we mention Lent as if it is a thing in itself. It is a preparation for Easter. Okay. Yeah. It's a process. It's like Advent. It's a preparation for Christmas. For Christmas yeah. Okay. Even, even the, the word, I start with this one. This is some liturgical notes before we go to the reading proper. The, the English word Lent, have you ever wondered where it came from? No. Ask a question. <laughs> yeah. We are used to the uh, there, there is the more technical word actually, and it's it it comes more from the Latin tradition. It's quaresma, quaresima, Italian, carem, French, no. But then, even before I said, where this this word Lent come from? It's it's far out because the carem or the quaresima is more for forty days, no. Right. Well, immediately mentioned forty, but yeah. Lent, I realized. Uh, and as I made my research, it's coming from the lengthening of days. You know, from this period, mm. March no, up to April, you will have the lengthening of daylight because we're moving from winter no, then to spring and to summer. So even the lengthening has its like nature or cosmological sense, no? Have you ever wondered yeah. how they compute the date for Easter? Do you know that? No. It has to do with the full moon, doesn't it? Is the full moon. So again, cosmos, no? Uh, yeah. they, you know, spring equinox is usually uh, within March 21, right? March 21, spring. Right. And then the, the full moon immediately after that, no? is connected to the calculating of the Easter Sunday. So for instance, this year, the full moon after the spring equinox will be April 16. That's a Saturday. Ah. So, the, so the Sunday closest to that is April 17. So our Easter Sunday this year is April 17. And then you count 40 days back no, in preparation mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Not counting the Sundays, you start with March 2. 
Okay, the Wednesday that we have, the Ash Wednesday. So we right. started that. We started Ash Wednesday as the opening for the season of Lent. No? And now we, uh, we prepare to listen to the first Sunday readings, which usually speaks of the uh, temptation of Jesus in the desert. Usually the first Sunday of Lent is about the temptation. The second Sunday is about transfiguration. Okay, now to introduce the uh, temptation of Jesus in the desert, let us listen first to the first reading, and then we will make the connections with the people of Israel. Okay, so uh, wait, I will, I will also outline here the readings that we have. So first reading is from the book of Deuteronomy, and then the responsorial psalm is Psalm 91, which is mentioned in the gospel reading. And then second reading is from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 10, verses 8 to 13. And the gospel reading, since we are in year C, it's coming from St. Luke, chapter 4, 1 to 13. Now we are ready to listen to the first reading. Gerard, please. Okay, yeah, thank you. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people, saying, the priest shall receive the basket from you and shall set it in front of the altar of the Lord, your God. Then you shall declare before the Lord, your God, my father was a wandering Aramean who went down to Egypt with a small household and lived there as an alien. But there he became a nation great, strong and numerous. When the Egyptians maltreated and oppressed us, imposing hard labor upon us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers. And he heard our cry and saw our affliction, our toil and our oppression. He brought us out of Egypt with his strong hand and outstretched arm, with terrifying power, with signs and wonders. And bringing us into this country, he gave us this land flowing with milk and honey. Therefore, I have now brought you the first fruits of the products of the soil which you, O Lord, have given me. And having set them before the Lord, your God, you shall bow down in his presence. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introduction to this reading, as you will see in the Missalette, is it's the confession of faith of the chosen people. Okay. It is the declaration of the identity of the people of Israel no? and also the confession of faith. You see here the process that they have undergone. No? My father was a wandering Aramean who went down to Egypt. We are a small people who went down to Egypt. You, you remember maybe a little bit of the history of Israel, no? It came from what? From the line of Abraham. Abraham was called from, by God from Haran when he was already in his 70s no? to go out of his land no? and then to follow God's uh, leadings where he will be sent. And uh, if you remember your Bible stories, in the end, <clears throat> at the end of Genesis, they were already in Egypt because of Joseph. Remember one of the sons of Jacob 
who was sold into slavery, but then who became also the procurator in, in Egypt. No? And then they became, as, as uh, the reading today says, Moses, uh, like his uh, recalling their history, he said, but there, there in Egypt, uh, we became a great nation and the Egyptians maltreated and oppressed us. And then you have the process of liberation. So the next book, no, Exodus. And then it's not mentioned here, but they did not enter immediately into the promised land. The book of Deuteronomy, the book of Numbers, tell of the story of their very long journey. And how many years? 40 years. No? <laughs> Jenny, you're not yet 40. <laughs> so, <laughs> 40 years, very long, no? But it's like that. I mean, to say that's two generations of travel. And in fact, they said in, in the history of Israel, those who left the land of uh, Egypt, no? All died. And only a few of the young people remained to enter the land, no? The land that was promised to them, Canaan. The land flowing with milk and honey. So... Uh, try to read your Bible later on, the book of Numbers, and see the temptations that they have undergone there. You know, when they were, when they were uh, already hungry, they were asking God, why did you bring us here? Or they were, they were revolting against Moses. Why did you bring us here to let us be hungry and then to die? You know, and then the manna came, you know, the bread from heaven. And then when they were thirsty, the water came, etc. No? But then the temptation did not stop. When Moses went up to Sinai to get the, to get the law, no? what happened? The other group down, down, down the mountain were already adoring another god, no? the god of gold. Okay, So in that journey, you have a lot of temptations. Even if in this reading, we are already immediately on the arrival point, you know? uh, because this is already the, the uh, let's say, uh, preview of Easter. This is where we are going, the first fruits of the harvest, the harvest of the spirit. And uh, I, in fact, I am reminded here also of the Lenten message of Pope Francis no? for this year. Do not get tired of doing good. Continue sowing what is good because sooner or later you will have a good harvest no sow the good now going back to that uh, journey theme no and the temptation we are being led to the gospel reading no? the gospel reading now will show us uh, if the the people of god uh, old testament shows us the people of israel now we have the new people of God in the person of Jesus, the Son of God. No? Now let us listen to the, to the gospel reading. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during these days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, 
If you are the Son of God, command the stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live on bread alone. Then the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me. I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, you shall worship Lord your God and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil led him to Jerusalem, made him stand on a parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you and with their hands, they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from Jesus for a time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so what is the first thing that we notice here in this reading? It says, filled with the Spirit. Okay, Jesus is filled with the Spirit because preceding the, the, the gospel before this was about the baptism, baptism. of Jesus. After his baptism, no, we, we heard the Spirit came upon him and then the voice of God came, this is my beloved Son. That's why you keep on repeating the temptation if you are the son of God. See the connection? No? Okay. So it's uh, filled with the spirit. Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit. In one sentence, uh, you have both uh, uh, the repetition that it is the spirit at work in the life of Jesus and was led by the spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. You see the, the symbolic number 40? So we said earlier, no, the people of God in the Old Testament, 40 years. Now you have here Jesus, the new, no, the new Moses, the son of God, again tempted for 40 days in the desert. And then what is the first temptation? It's about material things, bread. It's, it's really the, 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 the basic, the essential of our humanity, no? food. And it's very natural. 40 days without eating, so you will really be hungry. And so the first temptation is about material things. But the answer of Jesus is always coming from the Bible. One does not live on bread alone. Okay. The second temptation then is what? About power and glory. You see, even in our natural life, no, after you have accumulated things, what do you want to do? You want to use the, the thing to have power, to have authority, to be recognized, glory. You know? So there is the build-up. I don't know if you have heard the, the what? Maslow's theory of hierarchy of needs. This is our humanity. 
Okay, we start with a basic one, food, shelter, etc., and then we go higher. And then, what is the response of Jesus? No, it is written again from the scriptures: "You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him alone you shall serve." No, he knows that the devil is really the prince of lies. How could he give? All the power and glory, which is not his, no? only this, all this belongs to God. Okay. Now, the third temptation is very, very tricky. The third temptation is tempting God. No? If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here, no? for it is written, he will command his angels. Instead of us making ourselves available to God's will as like we want God to be controlled by us, okay? Aside from the sensationalism and everything, it's like I will do this so God will follow me. And then it's very interesting. This quotation is practically what we have in Psalm 91, meaning to say the, the devil is now quoting from the scriptures, the devil knows the Bible, okay? And the response of Jesus is always from the Bible. He said, uh, uh, so the devil is quoting Psalm 91. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you with their hands. They will support you lest you dash your foot against a stone. But Jesus replied again with the text, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Okay, it's always a, a, like a test of scriptures. I won't like, I don't like to say a Bible quiz, but it's like that. No? Jesus is the word of God. He knows God's word. But the Bible, the, the Bible can also be used by the devil. Okay, so sometimes if we are not uh, very well versed in also in the interpretation of the scriptures, we can also be we can also be tempted no, by the use of the scriptures, okay? But then uh, you see, this is not the end of the temptation. It's just that uh, here, the end of the line of the gospel is when the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from Jesus for a time. Meaning to say he will still come back, you know? At the end of Jesus' life, on the cross, you remember on the cross, maybe chapter 22, 23 of Luke, you can read. He was already hanging on the cross and the people passing by were touting him and saying, if you are the son of God, come down, come down from the cross, now save yourself. And then also in the gospel of Luke, you have the two thieves, the good thief, the bad thief. And the bad thief was saying, if you are the son of God, save yourself and us too. You see? These are the continuation of the temptation to give up what, uh, what his mission was. And with this uh, happening in the life of Jesus, he is practically, he has practically uh, embraced the whole of our humanity. Okay. This is really the mystery of the incarnation. We, no one of us is free from temptation, right? But uh, as Pope Francis was saying, when you are 
when you are in the state of temptation, you don't dialogue with the devil. You never dialogue with the devil. No? You have to remember what you know in your heart. So we need to know really the scriptures. What you know in your heart no? and what you know is God's word and God's will. And that and your strength will depend on that. Now, I would like, this, this is an opening now for us to listen to the second reading. Because the second reading is a reinforcement of that, uh, that process of defending ourselves from temptations. So let us listen to the second reading from Jenny. Jennifer. Uh, yep. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, what does scripture say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified. And one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. For the scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, enriching all who call upon him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to Thanks God. God. Do you see the link? I mean, the, the connection. So it's the word of God, the word of God that is near you in your mouth and in your heart. This is your protection. The word of faith that we preach, no? the one that we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. The Jesus that we believe in our heart, that God raised him from the dead. No, because it's, as I said, Lent is not just the suffering, passion, death of Christ, but also his resurrection. We believe that God raised him from the dead. Okay. Through, through, even if we go through all this journey of temptation, no? our uh, victory is guaranteed by Jesus' participation, no? in our humanity and he's embracing all of our humanity and saving that no, with his resurrection, his death and resurrection. The second part of what we heard in the reading, no, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved only in the name of the Lord. So, uh, the, the people that I have been meeting these days, like I, I, there were two our Filipina friends here who came who are suffering, of course, because of what's going on in the, here in Hong Kong now, the lack of job, but also other complications of life, you know, sometimes you have the, some or both of them, one has police case, the other has a court case. So I said, we can only give Part, partly part of our help could be material. No? What the father-in-law always says, anything you need, we can give that. Uh, coupons, a little cash, uh, masks, maybe the, the test kits now. But what is more important 
is we that that we are able to uh, bring you back to God. Okay. Bring bring you back the faith that maybe is becoming weaker because of the temptations that you have that they are going through. Okay, I said, so after we give you material things, we need to lead you to the real, uh, the real what owner, the real manager, the real teacher who will lead us to the right way. And, and it's very important also that we come to know what we have done wrong. So part of our part of our counseling, part of the service that we give is to have maybe what you call examination of heart, examination of conscience, examination of our lives, which is also the, the, one of the things that we're encouraged to do during this time of Lent, okay? Renewal, no? reconciliation, and then purification, cleansing of life. You, you remember the three pillars of uh, the Lenten practice, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, okay? So these three should come together. These three should come together. The fasting is really more for purification, no? feeling again our need, the emptiness, but also uh, this should connect us to God, connect us with prayer. No? The fasting, like a uh, very practical way, I would say, let's say on Fridays, like this is our community, our community fast on Fridays so that oh, the time that we give for eating, we use for praying. Or the money that we save also from not eating, we save for giving to the poor. You see the connection, no? it's all connected. So if you want to give up something during this Lent, it's not only because, uh, well, you want to, <laughs> use it for your health, but you want to save something so you can give to the poor, okay? So the three pillars, and this is part of the cleansing and the reconciliation that we are saying we would like to practice this Lent. Uh, I would pause here and I would like to hear also your voices. Maybe you can share questions or reflections, uh, especially in what is going around the world now and, and here in Hong Kong. No, I guess mm, no one is free from anxiety with what is going on right now. So how are you coping? Is this, is this the word of God that we hear for this first Sunday of Lent helping us? Okay, well, I would say the Ash Wednesday service and today's Bible study certainly mm -hmm. is a way to calm anxiety. I think that, um, I know I've had many sleepless nights by thinking what's happening in Ukraine, and it's just mm -hmm. hard because yes. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't see what the resolution will be. And then when I think it's unfolding here in Hong Kong and... yeah feel guilty because I think we have the time to better prepare to vaccinate the older 
citizens of Hong Kong and the ones radically compromised. Mm. And, um, you know, I think it helps to, you know, pray and share in these kind of situations. Uh, but, you know, it's, um, we are really challenged by so many things. And I suppose that's mm. of uh, preparation for ourselves too, as we go forward towards Easter is to recognize yeah. what's going on around us and, uh, you know, how we can make some sort of small contribution to help others and yes yes really trying times so thank you for these bible study classes thank you for that gerald i will yeah. later on i will i will let you know if you have if you want to donate to some charities because sure. we have we have started also the ching e shelter for the Philippines. oh good i'm actually yeah, who, who will be released from penis bay after the quarantine and have nowhere to go to okay, okay thank you i will let yeah. you know thank so you maria, maria fair okay you? sister Mm-hmm. Okay, this part of the gospel reading it says about uh, when the evil said, I shall give you, I shall give to you all this power and glory. their glory for it has been uh, handed over to me. In the case of President Zelensky, is it right just to him to accept defeat and give up to save the lives of the people? The second temptation, the devil said to him, I shall give you all his power and glory. Yes. Uh, for it has been hand. You see here the lies, no? Uh, we said the devil is the prince of uh, the prince of lies. Uh, I shall give you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. So that is the the devil saying, I am God. Okay, I, it has been given to me. So I don't think if you, even if you apply it now in, in our world, no, with the uh, times that we are, whoever, who could ever declare that, that I am God, that I, I am the all powerful and I can give you what you want, no? That is a, a lie. Sometimes when I also listen to the guilt feelings, you know, Sometimes our, our Filipina uh, workers will say, sister, I have to give everything because, you know, when my, what if my husband dies or my, you know, I said, you know, when it comes to death, no, that is God's territory. It is true. Sometimes we can make mistakes medically, yeah, but it, God is the one who gives and who takes life, okay? Do not make yourself God. Do not make yourself like every, everybody is dependent on you. And if you don't do that thing, uh, the person, might, something bad might happen. Said, no, if you do what you need to do and then leave to God the rest, no? And I guess that's also in, in the world scenario now. Everybody is praying, doing their part. Uh, Zelensky and all the, the people of Ukraine are also doing their part. It, it's very complicated, Maria Fe. It's, it does not have one answer. No, It cannot have a simple answer. So I think that is the, the only thing I can, I can say in this uh, with this issue that you are saying, but let us let us give God His place. 
Okay. Let us not put uh, ourselves, present ourselves as God. I don't know if Putin is doing that. Maybe somebody was even saying he is moved by God to do that. You know, there is a Protestant pastor who also said he is being, he has no choice. You know, there are so many interpretations, but who, who can really know? No? Who can know? So we'll pray. We will really pray that there will be no further suffering because the pandemic itself is a big suffering. Why do we need a war no? at this age and time? So let us pray hard that this is not, that, that the, the people of power, the people with power will not also play God, no? the big temptation from age to age. Okay, Patrick or Jenny, any any reflection that you want to share? There's also Derma. Yeah, um, I'm very much in the same sentiment as uh, um, Gerard, um, and we are going through unusual and troubling times. Uh, but that's exactly what Jesus is going through uh, or has gone through mm -hmm. during the 40 days of Lent. Uh, we, were, we were fasting and abstaining for one day, and I was already being very grouchy. He did it <laughs> for 40 days, and on top of which, he was tempted. Yeah. Um, we are going through very similar times. Or I'm sure that Jesus went through even tougher times. And I think let's make the best out of it to reflect. And I think uh, God really wants us to think about what is really important in our lives. Not the, you know, um, buy to get one more free, but um, what the how we can be more considerate to one another, yeah. how we can be more caring. Uh, and as you rightly mentioned, sister, I'd, I'd like to uh, help contribute as well mm -hmm. um, uh, to the charity that you mentioned. So I think it helps yeah. to keep us focused and, and let's use these to help keep us focused. Mm -hmm. um, God, I believe is really guiding us uh, and let's use a sign of the times to help us along. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you, Patrick. Yes. That is true, no? We have to cling to him. And uh, the, the final prayer that we have, the responsorial psalm, is a very good, uh, is, expresses this very well. Uh, for your information, this, in, this responsorial psalm, this uh, Psalm 91 that we are praying, is actually prayed by the church every Sunday, Sunday nights. We always pray this. And uh, this is also, it's not just a prayer that we pray during dangerous times, but this is a prayer that of, of entrustment, of uh, allowing our identity as children of God to be really effective in our lives. We, we claim, no? we claim that uh, love of God that he promised us. 
and we know that he is there. So for those who are, especially those who are feeling very low, there are so many people now who are full of anxiety. In fact, that's why I said in my RCIA class this morning, what can you fast? Uh, what else aside from food, food stuff, no, that you can fast from? I said, maybe you can fast from anxiety. Okay. And have more trust. Okay. Because really, we cannot control everything. But what is the use of uh, having more anxiety? <laughs> Doesn't help you. And then we can fast from negative attitudes. No, we can examine ourselves and fast from uh, rush judgments. Okay. And Pope Francis has also one very, very good uh, resolution that he always keeps on repeating fasting from gossip abstaining from gossip you you i think you know that no he keeps on repeating it and saying bad things about our neighbors you know because it, it follows that was the that was also the reading last sunday no what we have in our hearts no comes out of our lips and so and then it goes on so now let us uh, end if there is nobody else here who would like to express we will end with the prayer of the psalm. And I invited Chloe to, to lead us here. No? We repeat with her only the first part, be with me, Lord, the response to the psalm. And then she will pray the whole, uh, the verses. Be with me, Lord, when I am in trouble. Be with me, Lord, when I am in trouble. You who dwell in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, say to the Lord, my refuge and fortress, my God in whom I trust. No evil shall befall you, nor shall affliction come near your tent. For to his angels he has given command about you, that they guard you in all your ways. Upon their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the asp and the viper. You shall trample down the lion and the dragon. Because he clings to me, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he acknowledges my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in distress. I will deliver him and glorify him. Be with me, Lord, when I am in trouble. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, Son and of the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.